Hello, it's me again, and I'm back. <laughs> um, Happy New Year! It's been a while. I do apologize. Um, last podcast was June of 2020. That's that's been a while. Um, I have been back to work since um, the last episode, so I've been working since. Um, if you don't know, um, Ireland is now back into a third or fourth lockdown. I don't know what lockdown we're in right now, I've kind of forgotten, but we're on full level five, which is not great to be honest, straight after Christmas, but um, I guess we have to, and I hope you guys are all safe and doing well. Um, so I thought I'd do a new podcast episode for the new year, um, and I am going to do a Unsolved Mystery one. Don't know why, but I just saw a TikTok two nights ago about this person, and I was like, do you know what? Let's do it. So it is a story of a real event that happened um, a few years ago in Ireland. And this is the story of Peter Bergman. Hope you guys enjoy. 6 a.m. in the morning, 16th of June 2009, Arthur Kinsella and his son Brian drove to a local beach, Ross's Point Beach, in Sligo, in Ireland, to do some triathlon training as Brian had an event coming up soon. Arthur walked up to the beach to find Emil's body lying downwards onto the sand. They checked if he was alive, but he wasn't. Sergeant Terry McMahon, a Garda on duty, only beginning his shift to receive a call of the found dead body. Sergeant McMahon found a deceased male in a purple striped Speedos swimming trunks with his underwear over the Speedos, wearing a navy t-shirt tucked into them. This man turned out to be Peter Bergman. Peter Bergman arrived at Sligo City on the 12th of June of 2009. According to media, he uh, arrived from Belfast to Sligo. Peter, a tall grey-haired man, middle-aged, wearing a black leather jacket, carrying two black bags, a hold-on type bag with two handles and a laptop type bag. CTV recorded Peter to have an Austrian or German accent according. He checked into a single room with breakfast costing 65 euro per night in a Sligo City hotel for five days. Staff who checked them in never asked for proof of identity. Within the five days Peter stayed in the hotel, he left the hotel 13 times. Sergeant McMahon believed that he was an ex-police or military as he seemed to avoid CTV cameras as much as he could. Jared Higgins, a taxi driver parked outside of the hotel Peter was staying in, took Peter on the 14th of June to a beach. Peter asked if he could go to a beach because he wanted to go for a swim. Now, Peter wanted to go to Stradhill Beach, but Higgins, the taxi driver, suggested Rose's Point on the Atlantic coast. Um, explaining that Strand Hill that was, was more of a surfing beach. Peter agreed and they went to the Ross Point. Higgins said that Peter was quite chatty. He asked if there was buses go out to the beach. Higgins replied saying yes every hour. Higgins said Peter was from Austria and said to have a gold tooth. 
post-mortem that found Peter did in fact have a gold up tooth in his upper back of his mouth. Once then arrived at the beach, Peter got out to inspect the beach, but he didn't go for the swim. He asked Higgins to take him back to the city, later paying Higgins with a new 20 euro note at the time. Every day Peter was seen on CTV in the hotel carrying a plastic bag full of what seemed to be his belongings. He was seen on CTV disposing the bag of contents around town before returning to the hotel without the contents of the bag. Peter checked out of the hotel on 1pm on the 15th of June, carrying three bags out, but once he got to Sligo's bus station, he only had one bag left. At the bus station, he was behaving strange and unusual. He bought a toasted sandwich and a cappuccino from the cafe at the bus station. He sat at the table with another woman, but they didn't exchange any words. He spent his time there, taking out pieces of paper from his pocket, reading them before, carefully tearing them up and binning them into separate bins in the bus station. He later then got on the 22-3 bus to Rose's Point Beach. 3pm, Peter arrived to the beach, just outside Yates County Hotel. 4 o'clock, he was seen at the beach with a black bag over his shoulder. 5pm, he was spotted around the yacht club. Later in the evening, at 10 past 9, he was seen by two women carrying something, but they were unsure what it was. At half 9, a married couple seen Peter when they were out watching the sunset. The couple recorded seeing Peter walking the parallel to the shore. He had his trousers rolled up to his knees, wearing a black jacket, kind of walking like he was plodding. The couple found his movements a bit strange and took no notice after that. At half ten, he was seen again with his glasses on now and with a black plastic bag. At eleven o'clock, he was seen again, sitting on a bench looking down at the beach. His final sighting was at 10 to 12, walking up the beach sea line again with a plastic bag. The guardie pronounced him dead on 16th of June at 8am. His body was taken to Sligo University Hospital. The guardie found his clothes nicely folded on top of each other and in his leather jacket they found about 140 euro in notes, 9 euro in coins, his glasses, tissues aspirin tablets, a bar of soap from the hotel he was staying in, and his, had, and his clothes had no labels or tags. It seemed to be removed and no ID. Peter's autopsy found that he had a terminal prostate cancer and it had spread it to his bones, chest and lungs. But it seems Peter was unaware of this illness. He only had a few weeks to live. His cause of death was a cardiac arrest. In September the 18th of 2009. Peter was buried in Sligo Cemetery in an unmarked grave. It has been an unsolved mystery since he died. Um, there has been no details of who he really was. Peter was his made-up name he gave to the hotel. Um, the hotel didn't even ask for ID and it is obliged that they should but he didn't. He also gave him a fake address and um, when the guardian looked into the address, the address was made up.
my questions are, why Sligo? Did he intend to die by drowning? And why did he dispose all the belongings he had? This case is still open to the public, 11 years on. Um, according to French magazine in 2015, they contacted Austrian police about the case. And the Austrian police said, Dyers never replied or even made contact with Austrians. So, it's still a mystery, it's still open. Um, it's obviously misfortunate what happened. But, he obviously thought life wasn't enough. Um, yeah, so that's Peter's story. Um, and hopefully, someone out there will come out and reach saying this is my father or relative despite it being 11 years fingers crossed that's it um thank you so much for listening to the episode i'm really sorry it's a shorter episode this week um i'm planning to do weekly podcasts now if i can stay up to date um if you want to follow me i'm on instagram at chilano and i have a she spills podcast twitter if you want to follow that as well that'd be great um please share this on spotify and on apple um podcasts i believe that's the name or wherever you get your podcasts from um stay safe and i hope you all have a really safe year in 2021 I'll see you guys very soon.